0: and All right. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. Cool. Am am I good? Yeah. Yeah. Skype just kind of lagged out for a second. Yeah. uh, Let me. I still don't have much, but I'm just gonna be honest that uh that Kanye interview on Joe Rogan yesterday just kind of that that that's kind of what I want to talk about
1: because uh. (laughs) I didn't see it, but I was planning on watching it for next week during work because it's 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 pretty lengthy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like over three and a half hours. Huh? Yeah. I mean, he uh he says he's Deadpool for God. Yeah. Say that one more time. He's Deadpool for God. Let me pull up the exact quote because uh.
1: <laughs> hm. As a religious
0: man, I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm like
1: Deadpool for God. Those are his exact words.
0: I need some. You know
1: what? I yeah. I'm just yeah. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I I don't either. And I mean, people. It, it upset. It, I wouldn't say it upsets me because he does have a hell of a lot more money than I do. But I am able mm-hmm. to at least have empathy for him because he's obviously goes <laughs> like goes through manic episodes. He has some sort of like. Yeah, he's, I'm bi- not,
1: he's bipolar too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did, I figured that much just by watching him. But it's like I people just write him off as just crazy. And I mean, yeah, he, he he is a bit crazy, but there's also there's also some sort of crazy wisdom in there.
1: Yeah, I think um I'll say this. I think when the sound bites and things come out, I don't think or let me see what's the right way to say this. I think what he says or the way he says it is it the way that it's intended to be. Like, yeah. I think he I think he's thinking of something else but when he expresses to say it like it comes out like something completely fucked up.
0: Yeah. And it really doesn't help that the people listening are disingenuous and are going to take whatever he says in the most uncharitable way possible. You know, it's like, I can listen to what he's saying and be like, all right, I'd see what he's trying to get to, even if he's not stating it that way. But other people, they will take everything that he says. And, you know, it's not a problem with just him. It's a problem with a lot of people. They'll take everything he says as the most literal bad faith interpretation that they can.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I think that's an issue with just even talking to normal people yeah. or regular everyday people. Like um, I've often, I mean, sometimes when I meet somebody new or I'm talking to somebody, like at, at, when I was at when we were in the building at work, sometimes I would just sit and just listen, and they would think something was wrong with me, but I was just like, no, nah, I'm I'm just listening, you know. And it's kind of either okay. Either this person needs help, or either they just want something to talk to. Okay, this might be a new acquaintance. Or, okay, here's the bullshit that's coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, if it's... Like, I, I've, I've, I'm have i beginning to learn very recently that not everybody has a built-in bullshit detector. Mm-hmm. You know, and not everybody can tell when somebody's being genuine. I guess that's why cults exist.
1: That, but, and I think it's uh, based on the environment that you... I think that's an environment or circumstantial thing. I don't think that's in, built in anybody's nature.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that.
1: But was it a... I mean, I've seen a couple of Joe Rogan interviews. Like, I watched the one with him and Killer Mike, like, I think a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, like I said, what, was it? was it pretty good or, you know, pretty... Like, did you pick any gems from it or...
0: I mean, he... Kanye rambles a lot like he goes off the rails quite a few times mm-hmm. and Joe even acknowledges it and Kanye like he he like just like like most people who have like a severe mental disorder they're aware of what they're doing mm-hmm. you know and they're but they can't stop it it's not intentional and okay. yeah like and I feel like that he He's very self-conscious of his ability to ramble on and on and go off the rails, but Joe made a good point. He's like, you know, you're able to connect all these ideas that just seem completely unconnected to other people, and it's like, he said, you exist at full throttle. All of the information Hmm. coming into your brain is just unfiltered and raw, and you trying to parse it out is extremely difficult.
1: Mm, so it's and, like he doesn't have a he's like a car that once you turn it on it immediately goes at a hundred miles. It's like it doesn't even build up to like twenty, forty, sixty, eighty.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to I've known a lot of people like that. I think to an extent everybody can be like that. I'm like that a lot. Like I have no I have no like second, third, fourth or fifth gear. It's just I'm either in first gear or if you get me going it's like a <laughs> fusion reaction yeah like but yeah and i just like i saw I,
1: said, I saw that but like i said i said i was going to check that out it
0: i'd say definitely check it out like i said he rambles a lot but it's uh i mean i i'll say this i think he comes off as a way more
1: genuine person than ti <laughs> yeah i could yeah, I, I could maybe, I could maybe see what you, I could maybe see what you're saying. Uh, did T I have an interview with Joe Rogan as well, or?
0: Nah, it's just, uh, it's I guess it's weird that I drew that comparison, but I was watching, I was watching this like debate on you, and it wasn't really a debate because it was called the Revolution sponsored by AT and T. I'll let you laugh at that one yourself, but it had a. Uh, Killer Mike, T.I., Candace Owens, and some, like, generic, intersectional, run-of-the-mill feminist chick. Mm -hmm. And, like, Killer Mike, he, very smart person, very genuine T.I., I I think that he is completely out of his element whenever he talks about this kind of stuff. But that's just me.
1: You know, I I can kind of agree with you a little bit because I remember when the, um... When some of the riots were going on in Atlanta, I can't remember if it was, I can't remember which uh person it was, but I remember Killer Mike and both him got up there and they both, you know, said some things. But I remember him saying, you know, Atlanta is Wakanda and it must be protected. And it's like I got what he was saying by that. Like Atlanta is more of a um, it's kind of like black Hollywood. Like, I mean, we know Tyler Perry owns that studio. We know a lot of people move to Atlanta. It's it's in the South. It's cheap to live there. Moving there, you get access to a lot of things. We get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> However, I think uh, him saying it was a fictional place, like I said, I get what you're saying, but not the time. And I, I, I see how you can say maybe that comes off as disingenuous.
0: Yeah, and Mitch is uh, on. Let me invite him in. But uh, the whole Wakanda thing... Like, just to preface this, still haven't seen Black Panther, not out of any n- not wanting to, just haven't seen it yet. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, I've noticed, like, a lot of people on social media referencing Wakanda and, like, its protectionism and, like, ethno-nationalism as good thing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I feel like I haven't seen the movie, but I'm sure y'all are kind of missing the point, you know?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, and I mean, not to spoil it completely for you, but I mean, the reason why they kind of protected Wakanda was mainly because of the, the vibranium. Like they had a mineral or not a mineral or I'll say just a source of something they were protecting that, you know, hey, if this fell into the wrong hands, yeah, this, you know, could go this could lead to world destruction. Like I said, I get what he was saying, but it's like, and eh, let, let's. Let's choose our words, or let's uh, choose our adjectives more closely, or more better, excuse me. Yeah, I agree. What's up,
0: Mitch?
2: (laughs) How's it going, guys? What's up? Came in completely out of my element. I haven't seen Black Panther. I haven't seen most of the Marvel movies, to be honest.
0: We were just talking about, you know, people saying, you know, stuff that maybe isn't very the most well-thought-out thing, and people taking it and running with it, and, interpreting it in the most uncharitable way possible that's it
2: uh would people do that on the internet
1: <laughs> surely not not at all no the internet is all good <laughs> so um anybody fans of
2: rambo uh, yeah i enjoy rambo
1: yeah so i don't know if you, let me uh link this but as you know rambo was being a is being at interesting
0: marcus you're cutting out
2: He's he's completely frozen for me.
0: Yeah. I
2: uh-huh.
0: he just messaged him.
2: Already going well. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. This is Skype.
2: <laughs> yeah, why are we doing Skype?
0: Uh Justin had to go and do some stuff for uh he went to go see his stepmom and he couldn't set up the uh uh Marcus hit he thinks he hit the wrong button all Oops. on back.
2: He told me he was sick as fuck, and I was like, "Well, that's unfortunate." Yeah. All right. <laughs> Am I back? You. You. Yeah. You're back. You're back. Cool.
1: You're All right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not gonna um do that again. So I tried to post a link in the chat, but I think I hit something else. So um
2: yeah, but Oops. needless
1: to say, the uh Rambo trailer, actual gameplay trailer for um Rambo and MK11 came out uh, this past week, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it it's he looks pretty awesome and doesn't necessarily play like I, how I thought. I thought he was going to be this big uh, gun-toning, you know, zoning type of character, but he, they put a lot of emphasis on the combat knife and the bow and arrow.
2: Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm sh- it's sure as hell going to be a much better Rambo experience than that Rambo rail shooter
2: oh, they God. came out with
0: his back. That was pretty rough.
2: That was... Yeah, that was pretty... And didn't they come out with, like, DLC for that, too?
0: I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me.
2: The nerve. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: it seems... Because uh, also when the uh trailer was going... When the trailer was all over, like, the Twitter feed... Somebody actually posted the trailer for the actual... For First Blood. Like, when First Blood came out, like, the trailer. And I've only seen one of the Rambo movies. I've never seen uh First Blood or First Blood Part 2 or Rambo 3... Or even, uh, like, I saw Rambo 08. Um, that's
0: one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah I mean, speaking. it is
1: yeah. really good. And uh, it seems like this character model is kind of based off of um, the very first First Blood movie.
2: That's kind of what it looks like to me, because I, I pulled it up on YouTube here. And that's definitely the impression I get from it.
1: And I, and also, I, since it is voiced by Sylvester Stallone, I know they didn't get Schwarzenegger for Terminator. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much that cost Nether Realm. I mean, I know they pretty much got probably an unlimited supply of cash flow, but yeah, it was definitely a good bit of cash.
0: And isn't Ooh. a isn't a Nether owned by Warner Brothers? Yes, they've been having some financial issues recently. Really? So, yeah. Hang on, let me see if I can find something about that.
1: But yeah, they were laying off a few people. I figured the Mortal Kombat money train would keep
2: them going. <laughs> All right, that was a pretty cool fatality, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm for it.
1: I actually went and got the movies and I'm going to um I'm going to sit I'm going to watch I might watch First Blood tonight cuz I, like I said I never I only saw Rambo 08 and then I forgot that there was a Rambo movie that came out um I think either last year or year before last. Was there? It's called yeah. Rambo Last Blood.
0: Yeah, that was good too. I didn't like it quite as much as Rambo 08, but uh it gets just as goddamn brutal near the end
1: like yeah it, yeah, yeah cuz all i specifically know about rambo is that he's a green beret returning from vietnam so i that like that's all i've ever known about rambo i don't know like like i want to know how does he end up like you know in this different location
0: well the thing about the rambo movies is that it's kind of it kind of follows like the typical action movie but i I wouldn't even consider First Blood to be necessarily an action movie, you know, it's more like a character study about a Vietnam vet returning from home, but then progressively the sequels
1: do get more ridiculous. But like like fast and furious ridiculous? No. No, no, no god. <laughs> no. no.
2: Just more generic Hollywood big movie. Yeah, like what was a uh, Rambo Three was the one where he
0: was in Afghanistan with the Mujah, Mujahideen, right, fighting the Soviets. Or was I that? I believe the
2: second? that was Rambo Three. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like is event- Yeah, they just uh, the Rambo yeah. movies by the third one they were really invested into the whole Cold War thing. Which I mean, if you came out at that time, just kind of every year was.
2: Yeah, that was '88, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I posted that link in the chat about uh, Warner Brothers doing the
1: layoffs. I wouldn't think <laughs> Warner. Well, maybe I guess the only thing I could think of maybe is, um, I guess since movies aren't being produced right now, or most movies aren't being produced,
2: and if they are, they're direct to streaming or something like that.
1: Yeah, like
0: uh, the article mentions a uh, tenant that new Christopher Nolan movie. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a tangent, but I understand that Christopher Nolan wants his movies to be seen the way he wants them to be seen, which is in a theater Mm -hmm. on a big screen, blah, blah, blah. But he should have just bit the bullet and released this on streaming exclusively because that, that it just, I I don't think it was a smart decision.
1: All of the movies are, most of the movies are being held until next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the only one I've heard that's come out is what, Mul- Mulan?
2: Yeah, Mulan came out, and I think something else came out too, but I can't remember what it was. Um,
1: I'm curious to you know was that good, because I didn't hear anything about it.
2: I didn't hear anything about it either, so... Which is kind of worse, really, in a way. Because that just kind of makes me feel like there was nothing really to be said about it. It was just kind of average.
0: Yeah, exactly. i uh never seen the original Mulan. I wasn't really that big on Disney growing up. I saw The Lion King and liked it, but...
2: I remember seeing a ton of commercials for uh, Hamilton, that a mu- uh, musical that came out, but that was about it. I feel like that was on TV every time I turned it on.
1: I think I've seen almost just about most of all of those
2: Disney movies. <laughs> oh, Bill and Ted came out. Duh. That was it.
1: Yeah, but that, that, w- that was
0: streaming, too. That yeah, it was. was.
2: <laughs> And he would have made, I mean, just as much money off of streaming, because usually when it streams, it goes for $15 to $20. Most movie theaters, it's like $5 to $7 for a ticket, because where they really get you is at the concession stands. So he would have made just as much money, especially yeah. since right now, movie theaters that are open are running at half capacity, so you're getting half the ticket sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, this whole situation definitely forcing businesses to evolve, and I think it's been a long time coming, personally. Like Hold they, on. one second, guys. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Hold on, one second. Nah, you're good.
2: <laughs> we have a remake of The Witches coming out.
0: Yeah, I saw that, starring Anne Hathaway. But I've never even seen the original Witches.
2: Uh, and a new Borat movie.
0: But that was pretty funny. I did watch that.
2: Did that already come out? Yeah, it did.
0: Yep, it's on Amazon. Everybody's talking about the scene with Rudy Giuliani, but there's a scene where he goes into a synagogue that just, like, had me, like, cracking the fuck up.
2: Oh, good lord. There's a Monster Hunter movie coming out.
0: Yep, directed it's by Paul, Paul W.S. W. Yeah. Anderson. Oh,
2: god, that's gonna be so... Oh, and Mia Jovovich is in it, big surprise. <laughs> T.I. is in it, What? What? Oh, damn. <laughs>
0: T.I.'s in the Monster Hunter movie. So is there, is there a trailer for that yet? Uh, or just
2: teaser up. posters? I need to watch this. It was posted one week ago from Sony Pictures. I'll link it in chat. Hold on. This goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, I was Sony's video game division's pretty much been the only thing keeping them alive.
0: Okay, so I'm 15 seconds into this trailer. Hmm. And, I, and I, I've, I've never played a single Monster Hunter game Ever before, but I know it's not about people in the fucking military. I know that much.
1: Yeah, if anything, yeah. it's more like uh we're in some lush green swamp forest or some desolate wasteland, and there's probably a dragon or some type of other type of Leviathan <laughs> figure that's... uh
2: Trying to eat you, essentially. Yeah. So... <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, Paul Anderson. Like, Paul Anderson is, like, the director that, like, he he just unashamedly lifts from every movie he sees. Like, this scene with the storm, Mad Max Fury Road. Like, and it's the same with a lot of those later Resident Evil movies, lifting from The Matrix. Oh, my
1: God, dude. I don't know, like, just looking at the... I, I haven't watched the trailer. Um, just looking at some of the stills from it, it kind of reminds me of it's... that movie that came out. Um, I used to see this movie all the time when I worked at Target. Um, I think it was called Dragon Wars or something like that. Um, I feel like they also went, like, straight to Mila Jovovich for this. Like,
2: get the, Resident
1: e- like get the Resident Evil it was, girl. I mean, like, it's, it's Paul it.
2: W.S. Anderson. He made all the Resident Evil movies with her. Of course he went straight to her. Mila Jovovich is also his wife. So, oh well, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know that fact, but that's that makes shit a lot easier.
1: I wonder how that conversation works at the dinner table, honey. You uh, you want to do me a solid and take this role for me?
2: Yeah, it's more like at the studio. He's probably going. Yeah, I'm not making this a movie without my wife again. <laughs> he, uh, he, whenever he was filming that
0: first shot in Resident Evil, where she says nothing and just has this blank look on her face, he was looking through the through the monitor at her and just being like, "One day, I'm gonna marry her."
2: and the thing about him is like he makes schlocky movies right but not like the good kind like toxic avengers or like sleepaway camp this is just unnecessary it's like expensive schlocky movies i know that paul
0: anderson has it in him to make a good movie because he made the first mortal kombat movie and event horizon
2: so what, I yeah, I know, but what's he been doing since then? I don't understand. Yeah,
0: yeah. like, I, it's like he's just been on autopilot.
2: <laughs> we made one good video game movie. We'll just keep giving them to you. Jesus Christ, Resident Evil film series went for 14 years.
1: Yeah, it started in
2: 2003. Two. Damn. Oh, God, he also did Alien vs. Predator. I forgot about that. Jason's
1: face watching this trailer is, like, hilarious. I didn't <laughs> want that out.
2: <laughs> he looks upset.
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm just, I don't understand, like, okay, this is like a prime example of people in Hollywood just trying to inject their own bullshit into these game stories. Like, okay, you don't need these guys to be soldiers on patrol in Iraq and get sucked through some interdimensional portal to go to The Monster Hunter universe. Just set it in the fucking Monster (laughs) Hunter universe, please.
1: But isn't that what, I mean, these Hollywood media people do with, I mean, even the superhero movies. Like, I I always give the best example of uh, Avengers Infinity War. Like, Thanos giving that speech talking about uh, resources are finite and shit like that. Like, no, like, that's not why you're snapping half of the universe. Like, you're just doing this to impress Mistress Death. (laughs) Like... Yeah, like, I
0: I, I, I... I understand wanting to put your own stamp on things, but just please don't. It, the way people go about it is very cynical. Like you pointed out with, like, the, uh... Fuck, the Thanos thing. Like, that that's just somebody masturbating on the fucking script. That's exactly what it is. Like, it's somebody that wants to make a point... And is just removing this part of the character in order to insert that point. It doesn't serve the story in any way, shape, or form.
1: I, I yeah, no, I, I have to agree. I, I like I said, I, I don't think. Well, no, I'll say this. I think sometimes I understand. Like everything's not going to be completely 100% accurate. Um, and to that point, also, I'm not sure why it can't be. Um but i think a lot of times when these companies take these liberties with their with these movies like sometimes it can either make it can either make your movie it can be a non-factor or it can literally be like i ain't watching this shit
0: yeah i just uh man this is something <laughs> only only, <laughs> only in
2: theaters only in theaters great job great oh job. yeah job. i'm scrambling to see the monster hunter Military movie? I don't. They did the same thing with Battleship, which, first of all, why did Battleship even need a movie to begin with? It's a board game. It's pretty simple. You know, even the when they made that is... into a movie. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Rihanna why? in that? Yeah. yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: why? The second comment on this YouTube video is a a quote from the movie. I don't care what those creatures are, and the guy says, "We know movie. We know." <laughs>
2: And if you look at his filmography after Event Horizon, it's, it's poor. Because <laughs> you've got all the Resident Evil movies. He did Alien versus Predator. He, did the, he, what did he, he produced the Dead or Alive movie, which I can't imagine was that good.
0: Okay, here, here's where I come <laughs>
2: oh, in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dead or Alive. Again, oh, my God. Let it
1: go. <laughs>
0: the Dead or Alive movie is actually a fun movie. I'd like, if, if if you go into it, like, with the same expectations that you have as the game, hot chicks fighting, there's even a volleyball scene in there. I don't, like, they, I'm I not, I say, as far as, like, levels of which you could fuck something up, they fucked up
2: DOA the least. I'm not arguing that it's not a fun movie, I would just bet that it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, 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 and I'm not <laughs> arguing that it's good. But it's just. He did Death Race, which was a. Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever, ever heard of the 70s movie Death Race 2000?
0: Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, right. it's a sequel slash reboot of that. And then he did two sequels of that. Both were direct to video. I'm sorry, three sequels of that. So he's a uh, illustrious career. <laughs> he also did Soldier, right? Uh, Correct. That was actually. No, that wasn't his debut. Uh yeah, he did Soldier in ninety eight a year after Event Horizon.
0: And see, that movie is was supposed to be set in the Blade Runner universe or is and it's one of the That's right I've ever seen. Soldier is boring as shit. I still
1: need to see Blade
0: Runner. Yeah, that I think that's a movie that should be on everybody's list.
2: It's it's a classic for sure. It, I, I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't see 2049. I don't know a lot of people that did actually, so I don't know where that's.
0: The theater on opening day.
2: Oh, does it stack up as a sequel?
0: I mean, I thought it was great. I've seen a lot of people trash it, but and for my money, who loved the first movie, I didn't have any issue with it at all. I thought it was gorgeous. The soundtrack was great. The script was cool. It felt like a logical continuation of the first one, they kind of... Damn, I don't want to spoil this for Marcus.
1: (laughs) Fuck. I mean, you don't... I mean, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like...
0: Oh, okay. So, Blade Runner. The very first movie, there's like four or five different cuts of that movie. Well, that
2: I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Because the studio got a hold of Ridley Scott's first cut and was like, you need a happy ending. This is too ambiguous blah 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 so ridley scott actually took called up uh this is a true story he called up stanley kubrick and said look the studio wants a happy ending for blade runner you shot on the you shot the shining on the same aspect ratio we shot blade runner do you have like any stock footage of like happy landscapes environments anything like that and kubrick was like yeah i'll send it to you so that ending of the original cut of Blade Runner, or should I say the studio cut, the ending is actually shot by Stanley Kubrick. Technically, but whenever Ridley Scott came back and did his quote-unquote final cut, he also—and this is something that I disagree with him with—made he made it pretty clear that the main character was a replicant, an android.
2: Yeah, he did. And,
0: And that was, that just kind of shoots the whole Well, and even
2: now, too, if you ask him, he'll tell you straight up that, yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of like that ambiguity. And in 2049, they at least brought that ambiguity back. Because a lot of people, like, even I think, I don't know how to say his last name, Dennis Villanovo or whatever. The guy that directed 2049, he also did a... What's that movie, uh, fuck? Arrival and Sicario. Uh, and, uh
2: Villa, Villanueva, I think? Could be butchering that as well. Oh, he's French-Canadian, so I'm definitely butchering that. Yeah, he did Arrival. Oh, he's doing Dune.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Oh, there's a new Dune movie coming out? Dune,
1: D-U-N-E. Oh, I thought you said Dune. Doom. Doom. Oh. Like, Dune. Yeah. Oh. There was
0: a new Dune movie. It was direct-to-DVD. Did it have The Rock in it? Nope. <laughs> but strangely more faithful of a movie to Doom than the one with The Rock in it. Still a shit movie, but at least well, they got the whole portal to hell thing this time.
1: Well, <clears throat> speaking of The Rock and his uh family, I don't know about you guys, but this Roman Reigns storyline angle has been amazing. It's good. It is I, very,
2: very good.
0: I need to watch some of this because I saw a clip of, uh, it's Jay Uso, right? Yes. All yeah. right. I saw a clip of, like, him getting in Jay Uso's face and, like, pointing it to the camera and is just, like, tell him this is my yard and shit like that. And I was like, damn, he's actually got some energy now. But,
2: he, nah, he, it's, little... it's been, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mitch. He looks the part. He acts the part. And it's actually a good heel turn and something good for his character for once instead of them just going with the overly forced, I don't want to say John Cena 2.0, but like,
1: I think they were trying it's the baby to
2: be. Here you go. I'm glad to see they were like, well, yeah, let's turn him he'll see how it goes. And it's going really, really well. Yeah. Like, Bless there's the no partner,
1: more. Paul Heyman. Yeah. There's no more vests. Like, he may come out with a t-shirt, but now I think he wrestles, like, shirtless. And, like, you can tell physically, like, he's probably got about 20 more pounds of muscle on him. Yeah. Um, for sure. And uh, one of the things is like during I think it was Clash of Champions during the first title defense is because uh, this is one of the things that made like the feud so good. It's like he was like essentially like toying with Jay Uso and start telling he pretty much told him to call me like call me the tribal chief, like call me the tribal chief. And so he wouldn't do it. And then like Jimmy Uso runs in and is like, OK, you're the chief, you're the chief. And then they put the uh, I don't know what the flowers, I don't know what the proper term for the like flowers are over him and then like he walks out but like and then during the build up to hell in the cell which is actually going on now um like he keep like Jay uso came up to him and was like yo i want a rematch he's like you want a rematch all right cool you know and he as the weeks progress he goes on and tells him like hey you might not want to take this match because it's gonna have you know grave consequences you know and the matches ended up being uh it's a it's in the hell in the cell but it's also an i quit match so I'm really curious to see, like, how the storyline progresses.
0: How long's it been since they had an I Quit match? Because the last I Quit match I remember was The Rock and Mankind. Twelve
2: chair shots to the head. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I watched that probably about two years ago <laughs> when all the stuff was being added to the network. I can't watch that again. That Like, that's... It makes me uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> the last time they had one was... Uh NXT UK technically it occurred on the eighteenth of January but it was taped so it aired the twenty seventh of February. Uh it was a I quit championship match between Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm for the NXT UK women's match. And then before that it was three years ago on two hundred five live. So it's been it's been a while. They seem to do them every couple of years. What it looks like.
0: Yeah, I've always liked that match gimmick. I thought like it's simple but it works if you just. Go ahead, Mark. It's,
1: I, I, I usually, <laughs> when I see I quit match, it's usually this is the end of this storyline. Like, or this is the end for this current challenge. Because it's like, I, I feel like once you say I quit, it's like, all right, like, I've already beaten you <laughs> once. Um, next is to, like, to like, I, saying I quit, I, I look at that as like public humiliation. Like, you're essentially telling the WWE universe or all the viewers, like, hey, I quit. <laughs> I can't take it. Like, I'm done.
2: Well, I've got the results of the first four bouts here.
1: Uh, what are the first four bouts before you give the results?
2: Uh, well, the there was a pre-show match of R-Truth against uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, then Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Then Elias versus Jeff Hardy. And then uh, The Miz with John Morrison against Otis with Tucker. And then we got Bailey versus Sasha Banks. And Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Both in the Hell in the Cell.
1: I want to see those last two matches. I really want to see those last two matches.
2: Uh, R-Truth. Defeated Drew Gulak in the pre-show for the twenty-four-seven championship. Of course, that's been our true <laughs> gimmick for like the last ever. It feels like, and it's been working too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. And that that went for five and a half. Uh, Roman Reigns beat Jay Uso in a half hour. Uh, that's
1: develop. That's development right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification in eight minutes, and The Miz defeated Otis for the Money in the Bank contract in seven and a half.
1: Whoa. The Money in the Bank contract was on the line?
2: Yep, and Miz got it from Otis, so that's damn interesting.
1: I wonder why they took it off Otis.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they didn't think he was ready for a push yet. I don't know.
0: Does Miz really need another Money in the Bank run?
1: I mean, no offense. Miz kind of like, I'll say this. It was a shame that during Miz's heel run, he didn't get any burn or whatnot like Miz was cutting some serious promos I mean he's no MJF he is no MJF no
2: but,
1: but Miz I, I'd say it, it Miz is overdue for for a main event like run he's oh he's definitely overdue but I, go ahead no I was just gonna say I love
0: that shit like don't him and Daniel Bryan like have <laughs> legit heat or like is that just like backstage dirt but they I
2: did have legit heat I th- Think they're over it now? Yeah. I could be wrong.
0: But yeah, I uh, I love that shit. I think it was on some like talk. It was show. talking
1: smack. Talking yeah. smack was really yeah. was actually really good. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's odd that they took that off. Oh, Ot- they took that off Otis because he was one of the. I think he was on his way to being one of the top baby faces, even though he was in a tag team. Um, I thought it sucked. Um, with WrestleMania with the the. COVID uh stuff going on that um like how him and like Drew McIntyre like got robbed of like those crowd reactions.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Like Otis getting together with Mandy like after like that thing had been building for literally like five four to five months.
2: I'm, then, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say and then um for Drew McIntyre to kick out of the F five at one, like you know like the crowd <laughs> would have gone like ape shit.
2: That's just what I was going to bring up was I'm surprised they booked Drew as strong as he did because of, I mean, again, kicking out of the F5 is what I was going to bring up. It's they're really, really, really strict on protecting Brock and his moves. And to do that made him look super, super, super strong. And he didn't get to have the reaction that I think he probably deserved for it.
1: Yeah. But you know what? I also feel like if if COVID wasn't going on, it's <clears> almost <throat> like I feel like we wouldn't be getting this. Like
2: That's true, too.
1: Like, um, like I always make the point that, like, I don't think, I think things would be different had Finn Balor never got injured.
2: I think they absolutely would have as well. And, you know, the crazy thing is they're adapting to this COVID-19 thing. And the, you've seen the Thunderdome, obviously. Yeah. Um, Jason, are you aware what the Thunderdome is?
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, the spike, screens. Yeah. 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 So,
2: <clears throat> and a lot of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, they'll, they'll talk about it. And a lot of them have gotten into the Thunderdome. And apparently, uh, After you get in there and, you know, you're supposed to be a fan, you're supposed to react how you want to react, they've got somebody in there coaching you, telling you how to react to who's coming out and (laughs) still trying to manipulate the audience. And if you don't do it, they'll just uh, kick you out.
0: That's Vince, though. Like, that's all Vince. Like, I feel like he could have have Triple H telling him, look, it's not going to work. He could have Heyman telling him this isn't going to work. Bischoff whoever, and Vince is just going to do what Vince wants to do, which, hey, it's technically his company, but uh, I saw that Paige posted some shit about unions, so he needs to be on the fucking lookout.
2: <laughs> that's why Jesse Ventura got fired. Yep. Interesting. It would be good for them to have a union. I mean, they're technically independent contractors, but then they have to pay... Yeah, so they have to pay for their own medical insurance and their travel and things like that. <clears throat> but then now they're doing things like the WWE's taking over all of their Twitch accounts. Yeah, that, that, uh... Yeah, they can't... I saw an argument the other day, Chris Jericho, he wasn't necessarily bitching, but he he brought up the point that he's not getting paid royalties from his WWE matches that's still being shown on the network. And somebody's like, well, you know, it happened on Vince's property and his company and Vince owns the footage and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, it's true. It's happened in this company. He does own the footage. But obviously Jericho owns the name and his likeness or else he wouldn't have been able to use the name in another company and get toys made in another company. So just the whole way that the system's working is not beneficial to the workers.
0: Yeah, I was watching an interview with Ventura, actually, and he was like uh. The reason Vince won't have me back on TV is because I sued him over a decade ago and actually won. So now every time he shows me on the network, TV, whenever, he has to pay me. And he said, I'm the only wrestler to have my own retirement fund from (laughs) WWE. (laughs) And that's why he hates my gut. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think... um. Like I said, I, I don't wish uh, anyone's demise or anything like that. But I definitely believe that this company will be way better once <clears throat> I'll, I'll say, hopefully, if Triple H takes over.
2: Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't wish his demise either. But I, I do. I think it would be better if he were to step down. And I would. I would like Triple H to take over. I saw something the other day going back to Jericho. He was at a house show, and um, you know Triple H gets it more than Stephanie or Shane because he was brought up in it and uh there was a time where somebody threw a glow stick at jericho and like hit him in the eye at a house show and he was like all right i don't know who threw that but you know come down here i'll kick your ass right now and somebody threw something else and he's like all right whatever you want to throw stuff throw your shit at me come on i can take it he was a heel at the time and stephanie wanted him suspended and wanted him fined for going out there and being a heel and he got mad and called up vince and Of course, got the answering machine, because I'm sure that man is probably one of the busiest fucking people ever trying to run a giant multi-billion dollar company basically by himself, it seems. And he just, you know, why am am I going to be suspended and fined for this? You know, I was out there doing my job. And so it seems like really, if anybody's going to take over, it doesn't seem like she gets it 100% either, because Vince just texted him back, was like, yeah, don't worry about it, calm down, Junior. Like, you'll be fine. So she's trying to find them for doing their job, and Shane stepped away from it for a while because he didn't want to handle it. So he's out. That's like, why he I, was estranged for a while. Ideally, I
0: would love for Shane to take over that company, but I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Like, um,
1: I don't
0: he's interested.
1: Like, I, I I think I'd rather just have a triple H. Like, this is like Mitch said, a triple H gets it. He was one of the boys. Yeah. Granted, did he get preferential treatment, but he's seen, he's seen the ring. He knows what they go through, and you can just—I mean, you can just literally tell with NXT. Like,
2: That's what I was gonna bring up—is it's consistently rated as their best wrestling show, and he's the one in charge of it.
1: And no, and also, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong—isn't he the one that have given the women, that have put the women in the spotlight? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like you don't get like your Sasha Banks, your Becky Lynch's, your Charlottes or um your Baileys, your Bianca Belairs, your Oscar's, like I mean I couldn't imagine that I mean I, I feel like it had to be Triple H, like to give Oscar her reign and to break like, you know, Goldberg's title reign or like for the most consecutive title defenses or most consecutive days as champion. Um like yeah, I don't I don't see Vince letting, you know, some some thirty five year old Asian lady, you know,
2: Being Bill fucking Goldberg. Yeah, exactly, with pink and green hair, and... But Triple H will, because he gets it. He understands it. I will say that I think
0: Triple H does have a better eye for the actual wrestling part than Vince. My only bit of trepidation from Triple H comes from his seemingly need to insert himself into the main event scene.
2: And I understand that, but, I mean... It's kind of like if we still had that, it it would almost be the lesser of two evils because with the way Vince is, he is so micromanaging on everything. He won't budge in in his opinions. He's making writers' script, all of their promos. I feel like if Triple H ran it and injected himself in it all the time, like yeah, we'd see a lot of Triple H, but we would see a much better wrestling product as a whole. So it's almost a sacrifice I'd be willing to take.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I'm just still kind of salty over that sting
2: shit. I don't want to talk about that sting. (laughs) My, I'm three inches away from an autograph bat. He's my favorite wrestler, so I don't want to even talk about that discussion.
1: (laughs) I've only seen that match once, but I, um, the only part I think I, I didn't even finish the match, but I stopped when the NWO came out just because I thought, like, why?
2: (laughs) Why? Well, no,
1: I'll say, I'll say this at first. I was like, well, why? But then. The second part of me was just like, huh, huh this is odd. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it really what it was was Vince being like, by the way, I won.
0: That's exactly that's... it. Yep. That, that was the tea bag. That that's, was, the, yeah. yep. That's exactly what that match was. In
2: case you all forgot.
1: I won. <laughs> and I bought yeah. them.
2: And I owned them. <laughs> and I ruined everything they ever did. Also, I mean, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? It's fine. Oh no!
1: I was gonna go. I mean, I was gonna keep with wrestling and just uh, report on the. Uh, I know impacts main like their WrestleMania Bound for Glory. I believe was either tonight or last night. Um, don't know any of the results. Um, I know as far as New Japan goes, Kota Bushi has won the G One Climax um, again, okay. so he'll be main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm gonna be honest, I ain't too thrilled about that. Really. Uh well I know Kota Kota was normally notorious for not signing with any company like he was kind of doing a lot of freelance work um and that's why New Japan hadn't put the title on him so I feel like okay if if y'all are going to I mean the G1 climax is a big thing like it's a big thing to win that like I yeah. mean it's like a 17 to 19 day wrestling round robin tournament some of the best matches you'll ever see as well yeah. um I just think like two back to back wins i'm like all right so either he's signed and y'all are gonna put the title on him or you know what are we doing here <laughs> but yeah because U- yeah go ahead
2: who i don't know who they would be building him up to have put over because
1: well naito still got the belt um yeah and i know Kota faced sonata i mean him and i mean sonata's in the same stable as naito but i just like i said I, I'll, I'll say this i I'll, I'll wait even though I'm not happy with the result, I'll wait to pass judgment because New Japan, most of the time, they get it right.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, speaking of Impact, and we spoke about the Rocks family earlier, did you see that he appeared for Impact? Like Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, like Dwayne Johnson.
1: Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like yeah, like, yeah, like Dwayne.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, obviously, he didn't wrestle. Um, it was uh, Ken Shamrock. I believe he's being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. And, you know, during the Attitude Era, The Rock and Shamrock and Austin and Michaels and all of those were big guys, and they had a lot of big career moments, so he uh, sent in, like, a video shout-out thing for Impact <laughs> to use in the montage for uh, Shamrock's career.
1: I'm going to have to check that out, because that's, that's big. It's not big, but it's big.
2: <laughs> it's for a guy who's only ever appeared on WWE, ever. It's big.
0: Vince can't tell The Rock, no. No, I mean, that's mean he doesn't
2: work for him anymore. All he can tell you is you can't come back and he's not going to do that. He draws too much money. So what's he going to do?
1: Yeah, I think it's only I think some of the people Vince can't tell. No, I feel like Austin rock taker taker. Taker, And I kind of feel like Jericho is in there as well.
2: He used to be. But now that he's gone with AEW, he's been blacklisted. And Taker, for sure, uh, I mean, after the screw job, he was hiding in his office, and he was like, yeah, Vince, you, you got to come out. If he's going to punch you, you just have to eat the punch.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Vince came out and ate the punch. punch.
0: <laughs> like, just think about the amount of balls it takes. Like, Vince is, he's not only the your boss, but he's also a pretty jacked guy, you know? Yeah. And at the, that time, he was pretty jacked. Taker just to go and bang on Vince's door, get the hell out of it, get the hell out here and give him an explanation that, uh, that's why he's that locker room general.
1: I mean, but it also goes just to show like, I mean, Taker was also probably that one person even coming up, even probably when he was still mean, Mark Calloway to where it's like, I'm going to be the respected person. Like we're going to do what's right here.
2: He, and he's always been like that back when they had wrestlers court, he was always the judge. Um, there's a famous story, I believe it was Mania 14. Michaels didn't want to drop the belt to Austin, and Taker was like, uh, you're going to drop the belt. Michaels didn't want to do it, and Taker started wrapping his hands with like boxing tape and was like, if you don't drop the belt, I'm going to be waiting for you at gorilla position when you come back. And he went out and dropped the belt.
1: <laughs> Excuse me one more time. I drank a shit ton of water before this, so I had to like, piss like
0: three times. <laughs> you're good, bro. Have you seen that uh taker documentary yet, Mitch? Yes I have. I just got to the second episode
2: last night. It's
0: really good.
2: It is good. I was at that mania, um, that it focuses on and it put it in a whole new perspective.
0: You were you yeah, you did say you were at that one. Yep. Like what was the energy like in that arena?
2: Um, like after after he went back and everything? Yeah. It yeah. Was it was quiet. It was really quiet. Everybody was really sad because we all thought we saw Taker retire, and he was supposed to retire until he saw the footage from the match and thought it looked too rough, but it was it was weird. Because usually after a main event, you want to send every home everybody home happy, but everybody was just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, props to him, though, because I would say he had a pretty, like, if – he had a pretty objective view of that match. Like, if that was going to be his last match, like, he would, wasn't going to be satisfied with it. And that definitely wasn't one of his best matches. Like, you know, it's not Giant Gonzalez bad. No. But, it, but it's definitely not, like, last go out on your back.
2: It's in not Ember's versus ball. Shawn Michaels good. And that's the thing about him, is he always kind of gets to make the decision about, especially his Mania matches, like, everybody wants to bitch about Brock ending the streak, and it's like, that wouldn't have happened if Undertaker wasn't okay with it. Yeah. Like He tried, uh, Vince wanted him to lose to Shane at 32, and he just was kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm the Undertaker, I'm not losing at WrestleMania to Shane. Especially, what was that, a year or two years after losing? Yeah, that was literally two
1: years. That was uh, 30, that was 2014.
2: Yeah. So two years after, he wanted them to lose to Shane McMahon. Now,
1: do y'all remember
0: that uh that UFC event that Brock Lesnar won, and there was like a backstage shot, and Undertaker was there, and he just looks at him as he's walking by, and he goes, "You want to do it?" And like everybody at the time thought that there was some like heat between the two of them,
1: but it like yeah, that's what that was about. Yeah. 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 I honestly, I if I. Honestly, I feel like if Taker wanted to pass the torch, I wasn't mad. I'm not mad if he wanted to pass it to Roman. Um, I I thought it would have meant more as if, like, you didn't take that loss to Brock. Um, But if I had my way, I think he should have passed it off to Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: Especially with what he's doing with The Fiend now.
1: Oh, yeah, and I mean, how he's included Alexa Bliss into it right now, like, it's it's got, I, for a minute, I thought it was going to get stale because of how I felt like they tried to kill it with the Seth Rollins thing, but, like, no, I, like, Bray Wyatt is, like, that man is a
2: creative. And <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if they were trying to kill it with the Seth Rollins thing or if that was just questionable booking.
1: Okay, I'll say questionable.
2: Because I really feel like, because after that, they were kind of like. What do we do? Oops. <laughs> uh, and they've tried to kind of rebuild it. So I think that was just questionable looking more than anything.
0: You know, th- maybe this is me, but I genuinely don't get the hype behind Seth Rollins. Mm. Like, I just, I feel like just, I'm not nearly as connected as y'all two anymore, but just knowing how many wrestlers have been injured in matches with him and how many times he's injured himself, it's just like, damn. I I wouldn't trust that guy if I was in the ring with him. And,
2: you know, some of it's the Sting thing. Okay, Sting was 50-some-odd years old. It's going to happen. You're taking bumps. Uh, That move was previously banned. Apparently they just unbanned it, but that wasn't a safe move. Sting shouldn't have been taking bumps, so we'll forgive that. Um, Him injuring his own knee, again, we can look past that because that's one of those – he took a weird step. It happens. How often does that happen in basketball? How often does that happen in football? Um, and John Cena, I mean, that sucks, but that's also one of those things to where, yeah, he injured him, but that's one of those things that happens in wrestling. I mean, it's not like he, D-Lo browned him, like D-Lo did the draws, or Sim Snuka dropped an Undertaker on his fucking head, or...
1: Yeah, like, I I don't think he meant to injure Finn, uh, I forgot about that, yeah, that was another I, reason I, I got like, banned. that's
0: what I was saying, like, I... Did, w- I
1: I wouldn't have done that move. Like I would have done that move on the buckle, not the turn, not the uh
2: Oof, the parry, barricade. Rail. Barricade, yeah. I feel like I feel like sometimes he's a little bit too careless. Um, which is good if he wrestles in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, and not you know nineteen eighty eight, because you'd get your ass beat by the boys yeah. back in the day for yeah. being too careless. Yeah, <laughs> you would get hurt for it. But I don't think he's bad. I think he's just rough. He,
1: he's rough, but I will also. I will also give him some credit that he is an amazing fucking wrestler. Like yeah, he, he
2: is. is. I mean, an amazing
1: wrestler. Um there are times where his babyface run, he could he was probably a little white. Yeah, well, I won't say white hot. I think he almost reached that point once. Um I enjoyed uh when he called up uh Murphy and had the uh god, what is that tag team? The Arthur's a Pain. And he was doing his kind of whole Monday night Messiah thing, which he's kinda. still doing. Oh, I didn't know he was still doing, but I know yeah. what, what I saw in the beginning. Like I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with it. See,
0: that was I was looking up about that gimmick, and I was like, that genuinely seems pretty interesting. But I know a lot of people got kind of <laughs> butt hurt about the whole like Messiah gimmick well they were like these mockings or whatever
2: part of it was that but that wasn't even the the worst thing. Well first of all that is a gimmick that is hard to get over without an audience. Um so having the covid thing really kind of hurt him and then he had he had a few people following him. One of them was Murphy. Um
1: it was an underrated wrestler by the way.
2: Yes. I think didn't he have the Authors of Pain. Yeah, he had them, and they got injured or they were released. One of the two, didn't he have the uh, Jackson Riker with him at one point?
1: No, I think it was just uh, Murphy as his disciple and the Authors of Pain as his security. And I think you're right; they got injured and or released. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll say this: even as the Messiah thing, I didn't even as a religious person, I didn't even correlate the two. I was just like, okay, he's he's the God of Monday Night Raw. All right, let's see how this goes.
2: Yeah, I can't find a list of who the Disciples were, and it's, I mean, it's, people are just kind of tired of it now.
1: I think they drug out the Rey Mysterio thing a little
2: too... A lot too long, because that's been going on for how long now?
1: I want to say at least, I I know at least a (laughs) month.
2: And they're just, they're doing, the last time I really checked on it, it seemed like they were repeating the Domino Mysterio, Domino, uh, Dominic Mysterio angle from 2000 and what fucking 4?
1: Uh, it's not gonna get any better than uh, the custody. On, is it? Was it the custody on a ladder match? Or?
2: Yeah, the custody for Dominic match where the the fucking I don't know if it was papers or what were hanging above in a briefcase, and it was a ladder match. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Still, nothing beats Judy Bagwell on a forklift, though.
0: Vince Russo. That's why he's the greatest.
2: <laughs> I think Vince Russo just did a lot a bit too much cocaine back in the day. Because his, I mean, it was just, especially in WCW, that shit was off the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it's like, writers, writers and cocaine go together like peanut butter and jelly. Look at Stephen King, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, alright, fair.
0: It is like cocaine the book.
1: I need to see the remakes, I I haven't, well, I've seen the first, uh, the first It, or the one that was made in the 80s, right?
2: Yeah, the mini series yeah. with Tim Curry.
1: Yeah, I remember it used to come on. Um, it used to come on Fox 54 on Saturdays because sometimes they would show like after like all the cartoons, like around 1 p.m. If it wasn't like football or anything, I remember they always used to show the, like those daytime movies. Every now and then, you would get a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. Yeah, uh, China, O'Brien, Captain America. <laughs> the it, the it remakes were pretty solid. I
0: enjoyed them.
2: I saw the first one, I did not see the second one. I mean, I know, Oh, go ahead. I know the second one was, like, almost three hours long, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty lengthy, and it does kind of dive into, like, modern horror tropes just a bit too much for my taste, but they're both solid movies. Like the guy that plays Pennywise Peter Skarsgard, I think oh, it was, his name uh was.
2: Bill Skarsgard.
0: Bill Skarsgard. Yeah, I always get them the Skarsgards confused, but he does a
1: really good job.
2: I did like him a lot, yeah, he was a very good, very good Pennywise, I feel like.
1: Uh, three hours, that's that's a lot to keep me invested.
2: <laughs> Two hours, fifty minutes. Yeah, man, same thing with Peter Jackson and King Kong. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie, but Fuck me, this is an endurance run.
1: Yeah, that that was yeah, that was an endurance run. Memoirs of a Geisha was an endurance run. I'm trying to like see. I I guess I'm different because a lot of my favorite
0: movies are longer. Like I love David Fincher's Zodiac. Like I have a theater poster of that movie. But I mean, it's weird to me that a lot of these movies are just being bloated just to be bloated, whereas like. Bill and Ted, it's an hour and 30 minutes long, and it feels way longer in a good way. Like, they cram a lot into that runtime.
1: Yeah, the last movie, I think the last movie I watched was Justice League. And like I said, those those movies weren't bad. The last movie I went to go see in the theaters was Sonic. Um, And I thought that was perfect. But when it comes to movies, like I said, this is just me. Like, my attention span, like, if I'm not interested in it, like, or if like like I would have to add like okay I would have to ask you about Zodiac like I wouldn't go like either download or just watch Zodiac like I have to read the description or read a summary and then I'll be like okay I'll check this out
0: Mark Ruffalo Robert Downey Jr Jake Gyllenhaal a whole bunch of good actors are in it I mean if you just like have some time to kill or just want to watch mm-hmm. something that's a slow burn I say definitely check it out
1: Well I still have to watch Dark of the Moon Um, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, (laughs) and then the Rambo series.
0: Yeah. Dark of the Moon, like, isn't, if I'm not wrong, I think that one's almost three hours long, too. Let me check.
2: I haven't seen, I think I saw the first and maybe the second Transformers movie. Dark of the Moon's two hours,
0: 37. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... That's a movie where I look at it, and I'm just like, "Did you really need two and a half hours worth of fireballs?" <laughs> but I mean, I, I do think that Dark of the Moon is probably the best Transformers movie if I have to rank them.
2: Are we not including the 1980s cartoon in this ranking?
1: No, no. We're, okay, we're, we're all busy. right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I thought the first one. I thought the first one was decent.
2: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible from what yeah. I remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it.
1: Yeah, I I put it in like the I put the first Transformers kind of like in the category with the first Spider-Man movie. Like it's not bad by any means. Um, you know, it's solid, you know.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way about like again I have to repeat this, not a comic guy, but I feel the same way about the first X-Men movie that Brian Singer directed. It was solid, but then <laughs> X2 came along and was, like, fucking awesome.
2: You really you really scared me when you prefaced uh, Not A Comic Guy. I thought you were going to throw something crazy out there. Like, ah, Spawn. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no, no. Okay, I guess Spawn is, Spawn, although that movie is not good at all. Like, I guess it's like Dude, me. With I the, like it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like. I like it. I'm not going like to lie. Spawn, it's like Spawn's on TV. All right, bet Ooh. I'm watching this. <laughs>
2: Things don't have to be good to be fun. It's like uh, the DOA movie. Like I, I would not ever expect anybody to say that's a quality film. But if I, somebody was like, you want to watch this, have a couple drinks, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I remember the games. Yeah, let's do it. This will be good for a laugh. This will be enjoyable.
1: Which is what? what's crazy about that is the games progressively got better. Like with uh, DOA 5 and DOA 6, like those games got progressively better. Um, I'm surprised they didn't try to, you know shoot for it again like you know to maybe try to uh shoot another movie
2: well how old is that movie
1: i want to say it came out in 2008 or 2009 i just remember it came out around Ooh. 2006 yeah six okay well i'm way off I, w- I only remember that because i remember seeing the movie kind of pop up more places um when dragon ball evolution dropped uh street fighter the was it the the chun lee movie um and i think there were a couple of others that came out around that time
2: i didn't even know they made a chun li street fighter movie
1: it's live action
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> of course
1: it's assassins it's assassin something i can't
0: legend of chun lee it street fighter the legend of chun yeah i think you might be right there so here's my take you know as somebody that knows nothing about the street fighter lore at all I think the Street Fighter movie with Raul Julia is pretty fucking awesome. Like, that's a movie that I can watch from start to finish and be entertained. And, like, this is probably heresy to Street Fighter fans, but uh, I, I unironically love that movie.
2: Do you know why Raul Julia took that role?
1: Because no,
2: this I... kid was a giant Street Fighter fan and was like, I'm not going to talk to you if you're not going to be in Bison.
1: I don't think he was a bad M. Bison.
2: No, and that was the last role he did too before he died of uh, cancer.
1: Yeah, I don't think like I mean that movie. I mean, again, it goes to is that movie good? Like, no, but like it's street. It's the first Street Fighter movie, yeah. and the preface it. Uh, street Fighter lore is pretty shitty.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, does it really need lore? I just kind of want to throw some fucking fireballs at people, you know?
1: Uh, no, I won't. I won't say it necessarily needs lore, but I'll say they could have cleaned it up a little. Like, I think games like Soul Calibur and Tekken have done great jobs, you know, with their lore. That's um, fair. And I don't think Street Fighter actually had to be... I don't think Street Fighter has to be bad. I think it's just like, maybe people didn't start paying attention until Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4. And what's what's crazy is one take... The Street Fighter 3 takes place after Street Fighter 4, so it's, like I said, that that, that lore is not the greatest. Do you think it could be a Capcom
0: problem, considering they have the same issue with Resident Evil? Um,
2: And Devil May Cry, because they rebooted that, redid the lore. I mean, so yeah, I guess it could be. But
1: we got Devil May Cry 5, though, and that was amazing. I still need to beat Devil May Cry 5, but I need to beat Devil May Cry 5
0: but i'm one of those weirdos that completely unironically enjoyed dmc thought it was great
1: no everybody uh, dmc actually got great reviews uh, among like not only just critics but among players it's just like i think what what was messed up is that like everybody was waiting for like a sequel and we don't hear anything and then all of a sudden last year boom doa 5, i mean not doa dmc 5 and it's like uh ninja theory what happened Cause I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to DMC, but it's like if you're gonna give me DMC five, okay, I'm gonna take it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing DMC five once I get my new monitor in. That's gonna be fucking awesome. But
2: yeah, I still haven't played it. I've heard great things about it, but I haven't gotten to it yet.
0: Yeah, it's
1: probably my favorite in the series now.
0: You think it's better than the special edition of three?
1: Uh, you know what? Once this new update comes out, I'm pretty sure it will be. Because remember, they're uh re-releasing it for the Series X and PS5. Um, the special edition, and it will have Virgil, and I think it's gonna have some other shit on it too.
0: That's uh, yeah, I'm definitely that's high praise coming
1: from you. I'm I re- gonna check that out. I recently went back and played. Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. That game is kind of a chore to get through. Like, I don't remember it being like that when I was younger. Like, I was... How was I? Let's see. That was 2007 or eight. So, I think it was, like, 16 or 17. I remember having fun with that game. But I remember as I played it, like, I was just like, oh, this is... Like, to tell you how, like, much of a chore it was for me, I turned on... Like, because I I got the game on sale. And it came with, like, some DLC stuff. So, when I started it, uh, it had an option for... um. Uh, unlimited like devil trigger like that like that should tell you like i was actually using like to finish the game like to get the trophies and shit i mean
0: the way you're describing four i've only beat that once and it it was when it first came out i had a copy on 360 it wasn't even the special edition or whatever beat it once and i remember enjoying it but the way you're describing
1: it's the way i feel about two like two was like yeah, 2 two, and 4 are the worst games in the series. Like, I, I'll say that. Like, it goes... Like, I'll just say, for me, my ranking is five, three, one, four, and 2. And if we being honest, like, I can throw DMC in there
0: before 4. Sounds to me like it's just one of those series with an even number curse. Like, Star Trek has the odd number curse on their movies. It's just one of those interesting little... Th-
1: yeah, and it's not even because of the uh, the Nero thing, because I like Nero. I think he's a cool character, but like I said, I think um, I felt like that story, I- I'll say this, I felt like the story was unfinished. Like, that game kind of just feels unfinished to me.
2: But It's not a surprise. Everything is rushed out of production nowadays.
1: Even back in 2007 or 2008?
2: I mean, yeah, because that's when they started learning that with the Xbox, with everything and the PlayStation, everything being online, they could just release a patch.
1: Oh well, yeah, hell, I remember that's how Sonic 06 got released in the condition that it was in. Unplayable? <laughs> well, I mean, the at the at that E three, like, everybody was extremely excited. Like that game was gonna be like, Holy shit, this Sonic game is gonna be amazing and then after E three, Microsoft came to Sega and was just like, Yeah, we want this as a launch title. Mm. Make it happen And they're like, Well the three sixty launches in uh launched in November, didn't it?
2: uh october november somewhere around there yeah yeah
1: and they were like well we only got like a couple of months make it happen and that's how 06 actually got to be in the condition that it was like it like they like the timetable was the the next following year like it wasn't to be a launch title for the 360
0: did the uh ps3 version turn out any better
1: or no it didn't Uh, uh. there's actually i think there's Like, I follow a lot of Sonic pages on Twitter, and there is a guy, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's got, like, a PC version of Sonic 06 with things fixed. And I think he's even got a PC version of Sonic Unleashed with, like, different uh, texture and graphic packages. Um, Don't know how he's doing it.
2: Could have wrote it himself. I mean, plenty of people do that.
1: Yeah, like, some of the ROM hacks
0: that people do are crazy. Like, I'm glad you brought this up, actually, because we were talking about the uh, Nintendo keeping things in the vault, Mm -hmm. so to speak, and I'm still not on board with that, and I'll tell you why, because every time they've released something officially, it hasn't been up to the level of what the fans have done. Like, the ports on that new Super Mario 3D All-Stars or whatever Mm -hmm. aren't near, like, The port of Super Mario 64 is like a straight-up emulator thing. They didn't go and replace any UI elements. It's not a native Switch port, which is already done on the Switch through Homebrew. They could have literally just ported that, and they just chose the lazy cash-in route.
1: I feel like a lot of the N64 games are, like, all, like, poorly ported. Like, I don't know, like, whenever I see any game from that system... I feel like it's kind of like the p s three like was this just made on a completely different like you know firmware and hardware, or
2: well, and the thing about the n sixty four too is you know if you look at any game controller nowadays, they've got two joysticks you've got one for your movement and one for your camera, and the n sixty four controller was just movement, and some games you could adjust the camera, some games you couldn't, it kind of depending on what would on with the c button so it's it's really hard to kind of. Optimize something that was built for simpler hardware, mm-hmm. and it's. I I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. It's a lot of those games are really really fun, but some of them really don't hold up. Like uh we were playing Donkey Kong Country '64. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the camera being that bad when I was younger, but it is it is rough. So I think I I don't think they should just necessarily. <clears throat> re-release them, I think they should probably do things like that to kind of clean it up and you know better port it for the controls and better fix camera angles and, and gameplay issues like that before they just shove it out there for us to buy.
0: Yeah, and to add on to what Mitch said about the N64 controller, I don't think that that thing was designed for human
1: beings. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't explain?
0: <laughs> like, if you just look at it, like, how the hell are you supposed to hold that thing? And I had an N64. I had an N64 before I had a PS1. There is no ergonomic way to hold the N64 controller. One of your hands is always going to be away from where important buttons are. And I just, I I don't see how that's one of those designs where I'm just like, okay, nobody stepped in to say this isn't going to work.
1: So I I think I remember when I used to go to Gant's house because he had one. Um, I think I tried to, like, hold it like this, but, like, if I had to use the, the middle joystick, like, I tried to stretch my thumb down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. what I'm saying, yeah. It's
1: awkward. Ironically, I think that's one of the mini systems, or the, the N64 Mini is something Nintendo could release, but I don't know, something tells me it wouldn't be 60 bucks. like, I could easily see that system being 120
2: Easily. Yeah. I mean, just think of all the iconic games that they could put on there, you've got... Mario 64, Smash Brothers, both Zeldas, Mario Party games, Paper Mario, make a killing on it.
1: I would, I feel, I feel like other than all first party titles, you probably would get, you probably get all the first party titles. You'd be lucky if you get banjo, <laughs> the banjo titles. Yeah, because
2: Rare owns Microsoft now.
1: Yeah, Perfect Dark. Well, that's that's rare. I think Jet Force Gemini. I was also rare. That... Blast Corpse but also rare.
2: Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Also Killer rare. Killer Instinct. So it's kinda it would be hard to do.
1: I mean, and then well the like I said, I think the only things people will be really looking for is are those those first party titles and then it's like, okay, which of these wrestling games are we gonna put on here? No mercy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no mercy and uh the one that used the same engine but was WCW.
1: Revenge. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which I've seen some, ha- I've seen some mods for uh like current WWE rosters of like those engines. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I'll just say this: what amazes me about people who can mod things is like, where do you start, and how did you learn to do this, and then also, how did you have the time to do
2: this, and what compelled you to do this? Like, why in your free time would you just go? I'm gonna code in all the current wrestlers for a 30 year old game.
1: Yeah like it goes back to that that Sonic 06 like to how did that guy get this game to run on PC when it wasn't on PC like how A
2: sheer spite probably for that game <laughs> Mhm like I mean it makes it.
1: like I mean it makes sense like I mean how emulators kind of work like you know SNES Genesis and NES ROMs like that makes sense but when I feel like once you start getting into like PS1 PS2 like Dolphin emulators like Like, how like how
2: yeah, because that's a lot more complex than coding a little 8-bit side-scroller. You know, it's almost like rewriting the whole game at that point to get it to work on something that it was never really meant to work on. There, there,
0: It's crazy amounts of reverse engineering, and to like a layman, you may as well just call it Alchem, because that's how insanely deep everything that these people do is. And they do it for free or just for donations, and it's like you are you are a whole different type of person my dude
1: i mean is that what they have to do when like they add on like expansion packs like on steam like fan expansion packs or mods
0: i mean that's a bit different like all right there's a there's a wolfenstein mod being released on steam for a return to castle wolfenstein called real rtcw and that's a bit different because id software released all the source code For the quake three engine like years ago. So that's all out there for people to see modify if they want to, um, with the stuff that there is not a source code and even not like a software development kit for that's where like my mind just gets like crazy because it's like you, they had to reverse engineer this and the complexity that goes into a modern video game. Like, Mm like, PS one era and after, like you put me and tell me to do that, and I'm just like fucking forget about it.
2: No,
1: I, there's not no even a try.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like no, I, I've seen some really good modifications or mods. Um, one specifically that I saw that never got um, that was never finished is a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two H. It was a there was an HD remake of Sonic the Hedgehog two. You can YouTube this. um, and see, like, the first level, like, it's like it's nothing impressive, maybe to, I guess, the average Sonic casual fan. But to me, like, I thought, like, wow, this looks amazing. You know, it never got released. Then a couple of years later, like, I saw somebody actually physically do, like, a, um, Shadow the Hedgehog. And it was, like, Shadow in Sonic 2. But, like, everything was, like, towards Shadow. Like, he, he didn't run like Sonic. It was just, like, you know, he was skating like, you know, he does in Sonic Adventure 2. And uh, one of the other mods that I've seen is, uh, it's actually a, I think it's like an actual 3v3 Sonic fighting game. Um, God, I cannot remember what the name of it is right now. Have um, you seen uh,
0: Sonic Robo Blast 2? No. I just posted the link in the chat. Watch some of the videos they have for this shit, and keep in mind, this is a mod for the original
1: Doom. Okay, I don't see the link in the chat, I just hit chat. I'm hoping it doesn't, uh...
0: It should be there.
2: I mean, yeah, it's there for me.
0: Uh, In the lower right-hand corner, or, yeah, you said you clicked chat.
1: Yeah, I clicked chat, but I don't, uh... Yeah, I don't see anything, but, um... Oh, okay, so what that, um... So here, I did find that, uh... It's not a 3v3 mod, but it's, like, another Sonic the Fighters mod, and it's called Sonic Smackdown. Like, I'm gonna post this link, um... And I'll also... Oh, okay, now they all showed up. Sonic... 2 HD. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that first one is Sonic Smackdown, and that second link is Sonic 2 HD.
2: I feel like the problem with like these kind of platform and arena fighter games is a lot of them are going to get compared to Smash. I mean, just by the very basis of what they are.
1: But it's a formula. I I think if you do it right or if you... uh, I think it's a formula that works. Like, why... Like, why can't there be like a Nickelodeon... Like, uh, a 90s Nickelodeon Smash Fighter or a 2000s Cartoon Network Smash Fighter. Like I feel like that would <laughs> This Sonic Smackdown looks impressive as shit.
2: Yeah, it does. That's
1: what I'm saying like I don't know how like where do you like excuse me sir. Where where did you start? Where did you learn how to do this? How did you do this? <laughs> you know.
2: Oh, I like that uh HD Sonic. That looks nice. That's
1: what I'm saying like like how? Like I mean is this simple is this simple like coding like do i do you go to school for this do you like where like where do you start yeah
0: these are both ridiculously impressive
1: like do you think uh like people who are able to do this do you think they just understand coding to a degree that like the normal person doesn't or it's just just practice trial and error practice
0: i think it, it's practice and effort like i think it's got to be like a good 90 percent of it um I mean, I'm sure there like there are some people like John Carmack who are just like you look at what they're able to do, and it's just like, damn, are you even human, or are you just a being of <laughs> pure energy? But it's, uh, I think a lot of it is effort, like just
2: effort uh, and knowledge. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where Keep do you get the, know- the Where do you even get the knowledge from? Like that's why I said, like, where do you, where would you even start? Like, where would I start?
2: <laughs> Skillshare.com. Not a sponsor. But, yeah, I mean, you can learn pretty much anything there.
1: Yeah, and uh, also
0: if you go on, like, you know, I hate to give them any more traffic, but they're going to get it anyway. Reddit, like, just there are very specific communities out there that are just geared towards, like, learning to code. And there are people who help who will help you, even if you have, like, questions that you think are dumb. But it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, if I'm doing something in front of a computer, it can't be in front of a hex editor or a text editor, you know, changing values in front of a screen for hours just to make one minute change in a game. That's just, like, if if I was a part of a team and I was able to see that collective effort pay off, then, yeah, I could definitely do that. But these one-man shows, like, this type of shit, this is, like... If these like, people are asking for, for donations, buy these people coffees, please. Just buy them a fucking coffee.
1: <laughs> like I feel like, Jason, like, you, you did like this. I feel like this would be kind of be like one of your things. Like, I think if you had the time to, like, mod or you knew how to code, I feel like you would – I feel like you could do something like this.
0: I mean, it is interesting, but it's – I've always been way more drawn toward the hardware side of things. Mm. Um. And, I mean, I know how to go into, like, you know, a any file and make changes. But I feel like everybody who's been PC gaming for a remote amount of time, like, knows how to do stuff like that. But, I mean, I... To I've, sit
2: there and create something with lines and lines of coding over days or weeks is a completely different thing.
1: And then, I guess, especially something from the complete fucking ground up. Like I said, this, this Sonic fighting game, like I said, I wouldn't even... I legitimately wouldn't know where to start. Like, it's like, do you kind of follow the code of other fighting games? Or, like, do you just literally make this shit up from scratch?
0: Yeah, and, like, that's another... Like, I have thought about this before. Like, why don't I sit down and put in the effort and code some shit? Because, like, if I decide to do something, this is one of my problems. I have to go full bore with it. Like, I did think about it, and I was like, Okay, I need an engine, like... I don't want to pay to license Unreal, so that means, or Unity, anything like that, so that means I'm going to have to build my own engine, and building your own 3D engine from the ground up is a insane proposition. Like, that is, that's something that it takes entire teams of people.
1: So just looking at this Sonic game, would you say this is Unreal Engine, or do you think, like, they built this from the ground up?
0: Which one? Sonic Smackdown? Yeah. Let me see if I can find something on their home page. I mean it just looking at it, I wanna say it looks like it might be unity, but uh unity let me
1: see like I also sometimes wonder, uh like if Sega saw this, it's like, huh, bring the guy in, I mean at least pay him uh like, hey, we want this, like at least pay him or give him a job like it is Unreal Engine. Here's a forum post about it. Because I feel like this is a goal like, this
0: is kind of a gold mine here. <laughs> I mean, that's what Valve's been doing. Valve's, like, whenever Half-Life came out, like, Counter-Strike is still going strong to this day. And that yeah. started off as a Half-Life mod. Like, yeah, it's
1: still huge in the esports scene, too. Yeah, like,
0: massive. Like, I think the only game bigger than it, as far as, like competitive squad first-person shooters is rainbow six siege i know that one's pretty big
2: yeah i do agree with that yeah
0: but i mean counter-strike you can't beat its longevity
1: speaking of a uh, val as a one of our last closing points i think justin sent me something uh they're getting ready to
2: for left for dead three yeah i think i saw something about that
1: I, uh,
0: there was a huge interview that Gabe did, like, it wasn't a public interview, but people from the press were allowed to take notes, Mm -hmm. and I still need to look into what all he said. I know for a fact that he's considering moving Valve to New Zealand.
1: Uh, what would be the purpose of that?
0: I'm assuming some sort of tax breaks. And that's just, like, me off the cuff assuming I don't know shit, just, like, if, a business owner talks about moving a business like i just assume it's probably tax breaks
2: yeah it's usually a pretty good assumption
1: i'm kind of surprised though like i mean left for dead one and two were like huge successes like i feel like left for dead three should have already been like out
2: same thing well, with half-life 3. yeah
0: welcome to, welcome to valve dude valve can't count to threes a meme for a reason think you got portal one portal two left for dead one left for dead two Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2. If Valve ever counts to 3, that's going to be the equivalent of dividing by 0, and the internet's going to fucking break.
1: <laughs> like I said, I know Justin sent me that thing about Left 4 Dead 3, and like I said, I, I only played a little bit um, when I had like a group of friends, but I never played like the single-player campaign or anything like that. I mean, it was fun.
2: Well, they just released an update for Left 4 Dead 2, giving it a whole new campaign. So, I mean, they're still working on it.
1: Well... I guess we'll we'll see. I, I yeah. just think that uh, what looks like it's almost like they skipped a, a generation. And speaking of Half Life, I remember when I first played Half Life. I paid. I played the uh, PS2 port. The PS2 port's really good. Yeah, like, that
0: was my first time playing Half Life. Yeah, the PS2 port had some uh, features in it that the PC version didn't get modded into it until very recently, like within the past two or three years.
1: I specifically remember I got that game at GameStop for eight pre-owned, and I was just like, uh, okay, this kind of looks cool. And I remember playing it initially. I was just like, uh, I think I made a mistake, but I, I, I kept playing it. And it's like I kind of didn't understand the story, but I couldn't stop playing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was Half-Life was it, – it's Half-Life because it was like the first game to – do the whole first person scripted events without breaking continuity with like the player's vision and I'm you said you got it for 8.99 on PS2 so by the time you played it that like wasn't anything revolutionary but it's just it's hard to contextualize for who weren't around when half-life was released how crazy Yeah like I I'm pretty sure
1: <clears throat> pretty sure the 360 wasn't out yet um
2: No, I don't think it was, because Half-Life 2 is with the orange box, with, uh, oh, good God, no, the first Half-Life came out in
0: 98. Yeah. There was also a port of Half-Life 2 to the original Xbox that runs like trash.
2: I can imagine.
1: Half-Life didn't get, none of the Half-Life games got released for Dreamcast, did it?
0: There was supposed to be a port of Half-Life 1 to the Dreamcast. It was pretty much finished, like was going gold, getting shipped to the factory and everything, but the plug got pulled on it. You can find ISOs for it online.
1: That almost sounds like the uh, Blood Omen 1 Saturn port. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, think it was a Blood
2: Omen Saturn port.
1: Well, they were getting ready. It's, it's pretty much like what Jason just explained. They were getting ready. Um, as far as I know, that game was primarily finished for the Saturn. It was supposed to be, like, you know, having some updates, some texture updates and stuff like that. And then Plug gets pulled. And I think that's when they started going forward, you know, with uh, Shifter slash Legacy of Kane. Hmm. I feel like Half-Life 1 for the Dreamcast would have looked, or probably looks fucking awesome, though. I mean,
0: I've I've downloaded the ISO, burned it, and popped it into mine. It doesn't run particularly well. Um... The PS2 version definitely runs better. The PS2 version targets 60 frames a second, at least, which is impressive for the time, and also supports widescreen, like natively. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Dreamcast version, it's a cool curiosity. And Blue Shift, the expansion, started off as a Dreamcast exclusive thing, but it got eventually got moved to PC and shit.
1: Hmm. I might... I might go ahead and probably try to buy Half-Life 2, because that's one game I never played, and I know I can probably waste a couple weekends playing that.
2: It's once, almost always on sale, too.
1: Yeah, once you buy it uh, on Steam,
0: you don't even have to download Half-Life 2 proper. Once you buy it, just buy the game, then on Steam type in Half-Life 2 update. It's a mod that basically brings half-life 2 up to more modern standards Mm -hmm. and play through that version because if you're playing through half-life 2 the first time that's the way that i would definitely go with then i would move on to some more like mods that change more of the game but oh it's
1: only well it's only 10 bucks but if they and then they have the orange box for steam which is 20 so i'd probably just get the orange box
2: well what comes on the orange box it's uh, a half-life 2 team fortress and what else
1: uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Episode 2, and I think Portal.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because Team Fortress is free now, so there's no need to spend that. But I forgot it comes with Portal. So, yeah, that might be worth it.
0: Yeah, if if you're going to hop into the Half-Life 2 story, that's the way to go, because the, the episodes are essential playing to, like... It, they directly continue where Half-Life 2 ends.
1: And then after Episode 2, Cliffhanger and
0: yeah, huge. Flash forward 16 years later.
2: Huge, Here we are.
0: Yep, huge Cliffhanger. And the next game that comes out is VR exclusive, which I could be really pissed at Valve for, but I'm not because I don't know why I'm not. Because what did, was I expecting, I guess? <laughs> That just means that I'm going to have to get a VR headset and play Half-Life Alex soon enough. I've somehow avoided spoilers and I've talked to people who had play it, played it and they're just like, yeah, they do some pretty crazy shit, like in a good <laughs> way. So, I mean, I'm excited to play it eventually.
2: Yeah, I've avoided spoilers for it as well. I don't know how.
1: You going to play it huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, if... I bet high in VR is probably awesome.
0: Yeah. See, I've... My brother, he has a Oculus Rift S, I think it is. And I messed around with that a bit, and it was fun. But, uh... I, like, I want my first real VR experience to be with Half-Life Alec. Because it's just, like, picking up where I left off at that huge cliffhanger at the end of Episode 2. It's been over 12 years ago now gotta be so
1: so i mean when did half-life alex get released last year i think
2: yeah last year sounds right
1: i feel like the internet well it says release march 23rd 2020 but i feel like i feel like the internet should have (laughs) broken quote unquote i mean it or maybe i just wasn't uh on the timeline or
0: for for the fact that that a new Half-Life game was coming out and being, like, still set in the same universe, same characters and all that, yeah, people were going crazy, but I will say that the hype was definitely hampered by it being VR exclusive. Like, that doesn't take away from the quality of the game at all. Like, everything that I've read says, like, this is the VR game to play, this is the killer app, but, I mean, this... This is leading into a Half-Life 3, like a traditional Half-Life 3, I feel like. They needed, like, Valve needed to prove a point, like, no, VR isn't a gimmick. We're gonna throw our biggest franchise at it just to prove that. And now I feel like Gabe's gotten that out of his... That's just me speculating,
1: Yeah, I felt like the whole VR thing for, like, the last console generation, like, especially with PS4, like, I was like... I could never grasp the concept, kind of, like, why. Like, it just seemed like it was really rushed. Like, I feel like VR should be coming out now for, like, these consoles.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It definitely did seem a little bit contrived on the last generation.
1: Like, even the Tekken 7 for PS4 that I have, like, it's got a VR option, but I'm just like, well, what the fuck would I do with that? Like, is it like a
0: first-person punching mode, or like what? What is the VR option?
1: In uh, I don't know, and I hope it's not a first-person punching mode because, if that's the case, then you know, is it gonna simulate like a real fight? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how that works. I don't know. I just know a lot of those games uh, last generation were coming out with a lot of with like VR VR modes, or you know, uh. Like v r bundles or something like that, but I just think it was just heavily unexplored or more so um just heavily rushed like like i don't i don't I don't think we were there for v r just yet. I think like now is when you know everything should be being released, but i mean, and from my perspective, just the hardware wasn't
2: enough
0: for it, <laughs> yeah like the p s v r like I did try that one time, and like the difference between that and the oculus is massive, like I'm it,
2: sure it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, one yeah. was built and designed just to be that, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, the consoles, like you said, Marcus, like they they really should have waited uh-huh. until this generation because now people who don't have a good enough PC to play VR at a high enough refresh rate and their only experience has been with, you know, PSVR, the Oculus Quest cell phone thing, they're just going to write it off as like, ah, yeah, I fiddled with that. It was okay.
1: I don't know. I feel like, um, and again, this is just me. Like I said, I think, uh, I don't know what Microsoft is planning as far as the Series X with anything VR. But like I said, I think they'll probably get it right.
0: Yeah, I mean, that seems to be Microsoft's like MO as of recently. Take your time. Make sure you get it right, which is... Acquire
1: but Refreshing. Other... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think what getting the Series X is probably going to be close as close to getting a PC is like some people who don't actually want to get a PC. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's all
0: pretty much off-the-shelf PC parts. It's got some yeah. cus- custom ray tracing hardware in there, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I'll be uh like I said, I'll be uh, acquiring one if I ever come across one or can. Well, it's probably it's way too late to pre-order, but. As far as the PS5, I still haven't even seen, I feel like I still haven't even, like, fully seen, like, that system or, like, what it can do. I know I saw, I know they revealed the, uh, the user interface for it, and I'm like, this kind of just looks like the PS4 interface, but with, like, a Galaxy background. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, like, everybody was really hyped
0: over that, like, user interface reveal, and I'm just, like, I'm... Done with getting excited over user interfaces, man. Yeah, like, like I can,
1: I, I'm, I'm still cool with the blades from the old 360. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> like I, I'm cool with just the cross media bar from the PS3. Just the yes. most basic shit: movies, music, games, internet. Like, just do that, please. Don't. Settings. Nice and
2: simple and easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But that's uh that's all I got, gentlemen. You guys uh, definitely. I didn't know that. Were... I'm kind of blown away at this Half-Life Alex thing, cause yeah.
0: What What are you blown away by about it?
1: The... I was just kind of surprised that like there was a somewhat, I guess, quote unquote, sequel that was re- that's fully released. That's a fully functioning game, and I just felt like I would have heard about it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't know. It was kind of
2: undersold.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I
0: haven't had it spoiled for me, but I have heard that they do some things with time, which is Half-Life and involves opening extra-dimensional portals. That's fine. They can do that. It works within the universe. I, I don't know if it's a sequel, a side story, prequel, or what, but I'll just say I'm excited.
1: It's probably a sequel, because, I mean, if they go back in time in Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver 2, then, I mean... <laughs> That's still a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's all I've got if you guys are cool.
1: Same here. Yeah, same. All right. Cool,
0: cool. Let me stop this recording.